Hello and welcome to our Keeneland Show for Thursday, October 20th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, back with you in the Brooklyn Bunker, bringing in the man who's been our stalwart in our Keeneland coverage, writing every day over at InTheMoneyPodcast.com, where you can find him frequently throughout the year. He is Eric Solomon. Eric, how are things? Uh, things are very good, Peter. How are you? I'm doing great. We got it. We'll do one quick line on baseball before we get started, <laughs> because... I just, you know, as a Phillies fan, as I know you are, how surprised are you to be in this position, up a game in the in the NLCS? We'll, we'll even we'll, we'll we'll leave out the fact that it's against the Padres, which is weird enough. But I mean, did you ever think this could happen? I been you know, there's been flashes throughout the year where where you think, hey, this team's got it together, and then they go in these spurts where you know they're they're just not. So I'm. <laughs> You know, riding the wave at this time of year, it does, doesn't seem like a very Philly thing to do, but, you know, <laughs> you know all, all the teams seem to be doing all right right now, so we're going to just knock on wood. We're going to enjoy the ride. Oh, that's the exact right. That's the exact right attitude. And, yeah, you know, talk, talk about playing good baseball at the right time. But, anyway, something to follow over the next couple of weeks. So For sure. Always, always a funny subplot during – this intense Breeders' Cup, Keeneland Fall type season, that it's the peak of the baseball season on top of it all. But he, we are here to talk about racing, and we're going to kick off with race number five at Keeneland on Thursday. We've got the starter allowance race, an interesting little contest. We're going six furlongs on the dirt. We've got a full field, and we're going six on the dirt, and yet we have a race that doesn't appear, at least according to Timeform US, and I tend to agree, to have as much speed as you'd expect for a spot like this. How do you want to light this candle in the late pick five? Yeah, I, I thought this was a tricky race in, in, in part because of, of exactly what you were saying about the pace. But then, then also some of the shorter price horses in here, they just don't feel like they are really comfortable at six furlongs. And that's kind of why I'm playing against the favorite Pledge of Allegiance in this race. Uh, it's not a horse I like. I would typically bet you know, only one for 19 has hit the board at this level going longer last time, but I, I, just, I just don't see the cutback for this one, especially in a race where there's just not a ton of pace to, to be in front of them. I'm on the six Mount Athos as my uh, top pick coming, uh, was claimed last time by Norm Cassie coming off three straight second place finishes. Uh, un unlike the morning line favorite, this one has four starts at six furlongs, two wins, two second place finishes. So I, I think the six furlongs kind of hits this one right in the middle. Uh, also on the A line, going to use the nine constitutional law. This is kind of this is a fascinating horse. It's a full brother to Constitution, um, but but clearly something's not quite the you know all together with the horses. You know after the first couple starts, this one you know went into the Keeneland sales in uh, November sale in 20, uh, 2021, only sold for forty five thousand. However, you know they pretty much had this one kind of pegged as a router. Last two starts have come back in sprint races off of a six-month break with, with Chris Hartman. Really like what I've seen the last two starts from this one. Um, and, and Francisco Arietta, decent rider. This one won a lot of races at Oaklawn, he, the jockey he did. Um, third off the layoff, I, I think he's a good play here. And then on the B line, I'm use a little bit of a price and use the eight Atris. Uh, definitely a horse that could be a, a speed threat in a race where it doesn't have a ton of speed, like what I saw last time out. Uh, kind of mostly a horse that's been on turf for most of the career, came back to the dirt in a 20,000 non winners of two claimer. So definitely taking a step up in class, but looks like has speed that could clear here. And, and that's kind of been a good formula so far at this meet. 
interesting ideas for sure. I'm with you on constitutional law. Third time off the layoff, and I think we'll get a really good setup today after what I thought was a tricky trip last time. This horse has really flourished, as you pointed out, since being cut back and might find himself a little bit closer to the pace than in the previous two runs based on the field around him. I might just use constitutional law and hope for the best. It's not like this is a confident single for me, but I thought it was definitely the interesting horse. And if Nick's morning line uh, guesses are correct, uh, five to one to me would represent excellent value on this one. I may reach back in and back up with the other couple you mentioned, but most of my play going to go through constitutional law with the idea that if it all goes wrong, we can come back in the pick four, <laughs> which kicks off in race number six, where we've got an allowance race going three and up on the dirt, a mile and a 16th this time around. And there were a couple of horses that interested me. And I'll start with number one, five-star general, a horse who's run okay in stakes recently, has the rail and could be the main speed. Just looking at trainer win percentages, the new barn could be to his benefit as well. I will back up with the three Meister, who's a very clear choice on figures and very much in form. But uh, when you look at uh, the, the shape of this race, I do worry there's a chance he could be too far back in a race where with Leperu not always known for, for being so aggressive in the irons, we'll say. Though every time I seem to make any sort of intimation about Leperu maybe not fitting a horse or a race style, he seems to put in a gem of a ride. So keep that in mind as well. <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure Meister's going to get the right kind of trip, but I will use one and three for me in race number six. How do you see it? I, I really like the two in this race, uh, ethical judgment. And that, that's going to be where I'm going to single. I, I thought, you know, he could be the one that, that sets the pace instead of five-star general, uh, you know, just a couple positive signs for me, putting blinkers on. It's a good move for Brandon Walsh. Who's, who's struggled at the meet. Uh, Louis Saez takes them out. So, so I think he's going to get a more aggressive ride. I didn't love the trip that he got at this level last time out. And that was definitely a tougher field. I, th I think West willpower uh, who, who cleared the condition last time would, would be a, a overwhelming favorite with this group. So uh, we're, we're adding blinkers and also cutting back in distance. I think is going to be important uh, going to the mile on a 16th gets the short stretch run here. I, I just think it could be out in front of, of the others and hard to run down. I uh, pretty much felt the same way about Meister, so that, that's where I'm backing up. Um, yeah, has been kind of on a roll, clearing the non-winners of one, the non-winners of two condition uh, in consecutive starts. So going to have to keep that rolling there. But but again, I, I brought up the same thing. I, I just don't know if that's going to be the right trip for him today. Two and three for Eric. You make some good points about ethical judgment. Brendan Walsh has some several live runners on this Wednesday card. We're recording the Thursday broadcast before we do the before we see Wednesday we'll see if he's able to get going he's certainly overdue and I'm not at the point where I'm you know betting against him or anything but it is becoming notable the struggles he's had at the meet we'll see how he does on Wednesday we'll see how he does here with ethical judgment race number seven we go to uh, an allowance race on the turf Phillies and mares three and up a mile on the 16th on the turf and Eric will keep it with you all right, uh, th this is definitely a spread race for me. I ended up with the two, Sister Luann, as the top pick. I, I like this horse uh, two starts back at Saratoga finishing. I, th I thought that six in the Lake George was, was a little bit better than it looks on paper. Um, lightly raced the, the, out of a damn Granny Max kitten who was a good uh, two-turn uh, turf horse. 
the cutback in distance to six and a half. I didn't really get that move for this one in the Music City. I, I mean, look, it's a stakes race with a $470,000 purse. So I, I, you know, it makes enough sense, I, I guess. But but I, I think this is horse that wants to go a little bit longer. I like the progression of races at two turns and getting back to two turns here while having a favorable post. Uh, I think that's going to be helpful here, especially with some of the other big contenders getting uh, tricky posts on the outside. Also on the A-line, going to use the nine, Justify My Love, uh, second North American start. It's a group uh, two winner in Argentina, group one placed. Paulo Lobo brought this one over here. I thought it was very wide at Kentucky Downs last time out, but it was not a bad race. Definitely a race that you could see this horse building off of. And then uh, bipartisanship, the 12 morning line favorite also going to put up there. Graham motion has, has come into this meet with uh, absolutely loaded um, only eight starters, but four of them have won a lot, a lot of horses making a really good impression on the track. Um, this one was a strong winner. Um, sorry, strong winner three back in the tropical park Oaks was in graded stakes company at Gulfstream twice off the board, but it didn't run poor races there. Freshened up first start since March. Don't obviously the, the post is a concern, uh, but I, I think a very talented Philly certainly, and Graham motion certainly good off the bench. So two nine twelve on the a line, uh, interesting horse. I, I don't know if she's good enough, but I'm going to back up with the seven woohoo Jackie blue. I really like this horse's races on the grass at uh, Monmouth this summer. Like it was started off at Oakland on the dirt. Definitely has more, definitely has a turf pedigree. So, so when this horse was claimed, the, Lindsay Schultz got her on the turf at Monmouth. I, I thought she ran really well as a 31 to one long shot against a, a very good field when sprinting. She just missed with, with the sprint at five and a half, two back, and then stretched out to uh, the mile and a 16th at Monmouth and was much the best. And that was a decent field for the non-winners of one at Monmouth that day. Again, this is a big step up, but this horse has run three really good races on turf. And, and sometimes horses that just, just run well on turf, you know, when the figures are a little bit lower, I think that's when you can find some value there. So, so I'm going to use her at 15 to one pro. I think we're going to get a little bit of a longer price on her than that. Uh, and, and then also if there are charges dropped is stuck on the also eligible list. If that one does run, I'll probably wind up covering that one on the B line as well. Makes sense based on, uh, based on the known form. And I think that's an interesting long shot with woohoo Jackie blue. I'm going to press up Bart by partisanship and make my loan a in this spot. This is not mm-hmm. an easy post. I'm hoping this is a case where the bad post gives you a little bit of juice in the odds. The figures in form here are just very strong, especially considering when she hasn't run since March. I trust Motion to bring them back, ready to rock, especially at a meet like Keeneland. Mm-hmm. Talked about those two stakes races at Gulfstream. The company lines, I mean, in Italian and regal glory in there, mm-hmm. obviously just different sauce than what uh, than what she is facing in this spot. Building that improvement for age since March. Plenty of pace. Looks like the best late runner. Might just be able to drop over and and make make the run and get the job done. And then I had identified Justify My Love, second start in North America for a trainer I trust as one that I wanted to back up with. But I'm hoping that bipartisanship can get the job done in race number seven. Let's move on to race number eight. A very interesting looking three-year-old allowance race going a mile and an eighth on the dirt this time around. And lots of familiar names in this spot. 
I think it's a really good spot for number seven actuator. And obviously there's a bit of a bias here being friends with the whole black type thoroughbreds team, but just on paper, the horse makes sense. Those big races, two and three starts to run back to three and start two, two and three starts back to run back to last time. I think you can excuse pretty easily over the two sharp seven furlongs against uh, Jack Christopher. This horse closed really well in Indiana, and I think is another who could get a favorable trip. I also like the looks of the workout two back. I did not reach out to anybody in the Jake or Maddie or anybody in the black type team to ask about this one, but just on paper, I really do like actuator. And then I will also use the 12 creative minister. This horse has looked so one pace to me in recent starts, but I'm very intrigued to see this one get back on the Lasix given how well he ran on it previously, posting a career best effort on the stuff back in May. I was going to try 7-12 and 12 in this interesting little featured eighth allowance race. What are your numbers, Eric? I'm, I'm right with you with Actuator, and you kind of, you know, a lot of the points that you brought up are, are kind of what I have in my notes here. I I thought that the I really, really like the maiden race, obviously, at Churchill at seven. And then to back that up, first time two turns in the Indiana Derby. That was a really good performance that day. Uh, beat best actor who came in, came back to win the Smarty Jones, I believe, at uh, Parks in his next start. That was that's a, it was a loaded field that he was up against, uh, sprinting seven furlongs last time out. Uh, obviously, I can't blame him for taking a shot, but, but I, I think this horse is a better horse at two turns. Um, and I think this is a good spot for him. I'm the same with Creative Minister. I, I look like kind of getting back on trail, uh, back on track in the uh, Bourbon Trail last time out. Had had that good run to be third in the Preakness, and then kind of was flat after that for the next few starts. Um, and then the other one I'm going to use is Warrior Johnny. Uh, like the race at Saratoga, when this horse wins, this horse wins. Um, yeah, <laughs> maiden winner in June by 12 lengths at Churchill. Uh, struggled a little bit the next time out. Didn't get the greatest trip uh, as, as the favorite on uh, July 4th, uh, going this distance, the nine furlongs there. But came back to dominate a, a race at Saratoga. Didn't run the best race in the Bourbon Trail, but I, I think also didn't also had a, had a little bit of a tough trip, raced without Lasix that day, gets Lasix back. I think that, that's a horse that makes a lot of sense here. Um, and, and another one where we're stuck on the also eligible is Pioneer Medina name we know well i don't buy into the bad race at parks you know sometimes horses just don't run well there i do think this horse is better than that Uh, showed some potential in those triple crown preps at at the fairgrounds i do think we'd see a better race if this horse does get to compete but you know needs you know as many as three scratches to draw in so I, i doubt we'll see that one run but one that i'll cover if he's in and maybe one to keep an eye on or put in a some sort of horse to watch horse tracker type situation for, mm-hmm. for, for later um, as well. The horse that, that uh, certainly is going to get a chance soon. And I do think makes sense uh, potentially to bounce back second off the layoff with some fairly obvious excuses in those last couple of runs, especially if you can find a spot where you're going to get a little bit of a price um, as opposed to having the name value driving the horse down. We'll see if he gets to sneak in, in the eighth race at Keeneland on Thursday. We wrap things up in our nightcap race number nine, two-year-old maiden fillies going a mile and a 16th on the dirt. Eric, how are we going to get paid? Oh, this was a pretty tough race. Um, I, I ended up with the five comparative and probably the horse I'm going to wind up with on, on, as the lone A-line once I put everything together here for this card. Uh, 
Brad Cox, Laurent Giroux is a full sister to multiple grade three winners shared since debuted at a mile, got a little bit leg weary late at Churchill Downs last time out, but, but I, I always kind of forgive that any horse debuting in, in a seven furlongs or one turn mile races. And, you know, if they get a little leg weary, I, it doesn't bother me, especially the second time out. Cox, obviously a very good second time out trainer, uh, 30% with maidens in their second career start. I, I like the move to two turns here with this one. Uh, and then on the B line, Todd Pletcher has two, and this is kind of an interesting anomaly with uh, the two uh, that he's got the three, um, or he's got the nine grand entrance and the three horse in this race is pure. pure Pauline. Pauline. Yeah. So uh, grand entrance is the dam of this one is grand Pauline who fold keen Pauline winner of the 2015 black eyed Susan keen Pauline fold the three pure Pauline. <laughs> so Stop we've got, got them well, both. real family can I, a family affair in this one. It is. I, I, you know, I love little anomalies like that when they show up, especially, you know, you know, tracks like Keeneland and Saratoga, when you find those little you know quirks in some of those races, uh, Johnny V riding the three pure Pauline, uh, Louis Saez on the nine, uh, grand entrance of the two. I, I do slightly prefer grand entrance. I, I just thought had a, uh, gives a little better value. I, I thought had a dull start last time out overcame it, ran on well late in the debut to get up for third, uh, over, over at, uh, aqueduct pure Pauline debuted at Saratoga. That, that was the race where take charge. Brianna just kind of came from out of the clouds and blew by late as you know, some of the horses were kind of idling a little bit on the front end going seven furlongs. Uh, but both of those horses I, I think are live. I'm going to use both of them. And then also the 12 defining purpose, first time starter for Kenny McPeak. I, I wrote about this a little bit yesterday or, or for the Wednesday card. Um, Kenny McPeak, not great numbers with first time starters, uh, 7% over the last five years. That number does jump up to 12% when we look at first time starters uh, in route races for two year olds. He had two winners last year debuting at Keeneland in route races, one of them being Smile Happy. Yep. Uh, th- this one working well. And uh, over the last few weeks, obviously post 12 is, is not ideal for a mile in a 16th race, but I think worth covering in this race. It is so open. I agree. And I, I did mention three of the four that you mentioned. I, I have as well, just in slightly different order. Mm-hmm. Pure Pauline. There's a few of these that are, there's a lot of horses that look kind of the same, that all horses mm-hmm. that almost have to run better. And among their number for me is pure Pauline. I really liked visually the move on debut to get into contention and then flattened out. And as you pointed out, generally speaking, that's something I'm willing to, to, to forgive on debut and even more, especially going, you know, seven or further and even more so the way this specific Saratoga track played. Now, normally Pletcher runners at Saratoga, I expect them to arrive something closer to fully formed than I did this year. We saw a lot of his second time starters get even better. I guess, chocolate gelato would be the poster child for that one there was something about the deep and tiring nature of the service that just it 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 made them not look as sharp as they usually do first out and come on significantly second out this one with four works since and breathing to go even longer i think that's going to happen comparative you mentioned as your top runner just looks absolutely like one who's going to step up for having the run and bread for the distance grand entrance you mentioned the funny blood connection to the top pick with the grand entrance being a, a, a half to the dam 
of pure Pauline. And I felt that Grand Entrance's debut easily excused as well. Not bet, didn't break, still stayed on well for third. And digging into that pedigree a little bit more of the eight siblings of Grand Entrance, many of whom were winners, only one won on debut. Just seems like a family where they get better as they run. And then the final one I'll mention is the 11 runner in here, Taxed. Um, three works since a tricky trip on debut in a race where, uh, where where she was bet. And then you saw three winning siblings here, all of whom were better with distance. Now, Collected is off to a bit of a slow start as a sire. Uh, and when you see City Zip, you don't think distance. City Zip was the sire of Collective. But when you dig into Collective's PPs, this was a horse who ran the best figures going 10 furlongs and was just a very solid dirt router, a horse I sort of consistently underrated when he was racing. But you see a couple of 110 plus buyer speed figures going 10 furlongs and you say, why can't the babies be better going longer? Anyway, long-winded case of saying I think taxed deserves consideration as well. In an open nightcap, I'm going to use four runners, uh, probably more like the three, five, and nine on the A line and the 11 on the B line for me, but uh, a race where I think you could definitely benefit to, to going very, very deep. Eric, thank you for your time today. Hopefully we can get you back on another time to do one of these Keeneland Daily shows before the meet's all said and done. And folks can check out your work over at inthemoneypodcast.com. And, uh, you know, I'm enjoying your baseball team's run. You know, uh, typically the New York New York fans and Philly fans don't root for each other. but uh, And I do have a little bit of a soft spot for the Padres. But, you know, this is one of these postseasons as a neutral where I'm just going to try to enjoy some great baseball. And, and your team will, will hopefully provide some of it over the next few days. Well, you know, I, I thought it was, a, it was a fun game to watch. And, and again, quick game, which wasn't one of those four-hour games that you, sometimes you get. So that was good. And, and hey, I, your New York Giants look, looking good. <laughs> it was such uh, a thrill. Whatever happens the rest of the season, to have been there in London to watch them, it's, it's, that, that is a moment I'll remember for a long time. And I, I swear it was their biggest win in a decade, you know, the way as moribund as that, team, uh, as that team has been. Oh, my goodness, I realize as this show drops, I'll hold back a little bit and I'll drop this show probably during the Phillies Padres game. So at least somebody out there is going to be listening to this while game two is going on. Sounds good. I might have one, you know, I'll I'll listen to this and then I'll have the uh, Phillies and Padres up on my uh, phone while uh, uh, we've got a soccer game and soccer practice tonight. So um, (laughs) I'll bundle up on the sidelines. We'll we'll have a little side action going. Oh, that's great stuff. Eric, thank you so much. We'll be talking soon. My pleasure. Take care. We'll thank Eric one more time. We'll thank our friends and partners at Keeneland Select. Remember, sign-up bonuses abound for new customers over there, keenelandselect.com. And it's the kind of thing where if you know somebody who's in a state where the ADW is, is legal that doesn't have an account, encourage them to get it. Why miss this opportunity to be handed free money over at keenelandselect.com? Eric, uh, we, we'll see you again very soon. We'll thank everybody out there for listening, making these shows fun to do. These Keeneland Daily shows have been a tremendous success. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.